My parents left a, a pathway and a platform for me to be blessed. I need to leave that for my children so they can be blessed and teach them so that their children can be blessed. And we're not having a poverty mentality. We're not having a generational poverty line where everybody been in the system from grandma to big mom and now that's the way I know how to live. That ain't God's blessings for you. God's got a blessing for you. You are the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You are blessed and you are able to bless others. That's what God's plans are for his people. Thank you for joining us today as we begin a new series on God's grace to help us in tough times. We're going to begin with a message called Hear God, Believe God, and Obey God. Stay tuned because after today's message, I'll share with you how you can come and join in on this series in person as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. God would give to us out of the reserves of His kingdom. When we honor God with the first fruit of our increase, and and we have to get to the point, or I had to get to the point, I'll talk about myself, of putting God first in my giving. I want to put Him first, not wait to see what I have left and see if I have enough for God. I put God first, and then I'm second, and then everybody else have to get in behind me. That means God's going to get his, I'm going to get mine, I'm going to save something. I'm going to pay me for working. I'm not going to go to work and pay everybody else and I'm broke. All the bill collectors will get behind me. And if I get behind on my bills, which I haven't ever done, they call me, I tell them to be nice, I'm going to pay you. And if you're not nice, I'm going to put you at the end of the line. But we're going to teach you when we have our course on management, always take something for yourself after you give something to God. Everybody else can wait. If I get put out of my house, at least I'm going to get put out with some money. I ain't going to be put out broke. I'm going to have some money. And fifthly, God blesses us out of the reliability of his word. Luke 6.38 says, give. And it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful word. Oh, I like it. I like it, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Some of y'all act like y'all ain't never heard that before. Oh, he said, give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down. You know, you press it down, you shake it together, and you press it some more, and it runs over. You know why it runs over? So you can bless somebody else. He told Abraham, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Well, you got to get through the the transition of just giving and trying to receive. You get to the point where you say, Lord, thank you. I have enough. I can bless somebody else. I'm not just consuming. I'm one who enjoys the blessings of God and the favor of God. And I can begin to pour out blessings to others. I'm trying to get us to to be a generous body of believers instead of just consumers. I want some, give me, give it here, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. God knows that if he can get it through you, he will get it to you. But some of us, he can't get it through. You just stop at you and you want to hold on to it. And God says, until you release it, you ain't getting nothing else. Give and it will be given to you. Give and it will be given to you. Give, and it will be given to you. What you got to start with? I got to give. 
a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You want to use a little thimble? Well, you get a thimble full of back. Your giving will determine your blessing. That's what that's saying. If you give a little, your blessing will be according to that little you give. So if you really want to be blessed, give more. You know, we sang the song, You Can't Beat God Giving. And you probably sang it too. And I thought about it. Somebody said that one time. I said, how do you know? Have you ever tried? Well, how do you know? The people who sing the song ain't never tried to beat him giving. Well, how do you know you can't beat him? You need to try it. Let me give more. See what happened. And more. And see what happened. You can't do it. But don't say that if you haven't tried. You know, you can't beat God giving. So don't say something you don't know. These are the promises of God. Throughout the Bible, we see his great wealth. The question of, do you have any doubt that God can meet the need? I don't doubt that God can meet the need. We have our history in this church, how God has met our need over and over and over, and even more abundantly than what we ask. A pastor called me this week, and he said, I need some counsel. We're trying to buy a building and trying to find a facility. And he started giving me the terms and conditions. I said, listen, pastor, This is God's work. Do not put your church in a financial bind to do God's work. Talk to God about how he needs to fund his own work. And if he ain't funding it, then don't do it. That's why we always said we're not going to do it if we got to be in a financial strain in this church. God didn't call me to fund his work. That's his work. He knows how to fund what he's doing. And if you're his people and you're faithful in obedience to him, he know how to fund you too. And we've seen miracle provisions and miracle provisions over and over and over again. So he said, thank you so much, Pastor. I was about to get us in a bunch of debt. I said, you don't have to do that. God has a way of blessing you. Just ask the Lord, God, what do you want to do? How do you want to do? I, don't, I can't tell you how he's going to work it. I told him about the testimony of us buying this property. I said, man, we were praying and fasting and believing God for two or three years before this property came. Now, I could have went in my personal money and bought the property. But I said, you didn't tell me to buy it. He didn't put on my heart to buy it. Because if I'd have bought it, it wouldn't have been the churches. Guess who it would have belonged to? It belonged to me. That's how my mindset worked. Well, I'm just going to get this to the Lord. No, I bought it. The church can rent it or lease it or buy it from me at a little bit of a, uh, of a profit. But God didn't ask me to do that. And if I had done that, you know, we would have never have the miracle testimony of God's provision. Everybody who was here knows one thing for sure. God did it. God did this 27 acres right here. Our church paid cash for it. We didn't raise an offering for it. God brought the price down. Even though they said they weren't going to sell it to us. Kept going back and forth, going over this place. God worked a miracle and we know he did it. Nobody can take that from us. So you have to give God an opportunity to show himself strong on your behalf. If we'll trust him, he will provide. His resources are inexhaustible. So what do we say? God blesses us out of the reservoir of his grace, out of the resources of his home, out of the riches of his glory, 
out of the reserves of his kingdom, and out of the reliability of his word. Now, there are four action steps. If we can trust our eternal souls to God, we can trust God to provide. You know, people have come up for prayer. Say, Pastor, the doctor told me I have terminal illness. I believe God for a miracle. Okay, let's pray for that healing. You believe God can heal you? Yes. Okay, uh, are you going to tie? Oh, Pastor, I can't do that because I don't know how I'm going to make it. You can bless him. You can trust him for a miracle, but you can't trust him for your finances. And I, I, I never could grab a hold of that. So here are some simple steps to take today to start your journey of faith. Examine the evidence. Examine what the Word of God says. We've looked at a few verses, but there are many passages you can study that will show you the truth of God's Word and His promise to provide. And you can see it all through the Scriptures. Ask the widow of Zarephath when the prophet came to her house and asked him to make a little cake for him. Or the other widow who, whose sons were, were being threatened to put into slavery when the prophet said, what do you have in your house? She said, I ain't got nothing but a little oil. He said, come on, bring it here. Give it to God. Let him work it out. Examine the evidence. And secondly, exercise your faith. You can study all you want to. You can listen to me all you want to. But there still comes a time when you're going to have to write out that first check and give that first tithe. That's on you. That's not me. And, and you know, I, I, I'm happy to have the, the technology today that people can text and text your tithe in or offering, and you can have it automatically taken and all that. But I still like to write that check out. That's me, because that's my time to say, thank you, Lord, uh, and hold it up. Say, God, I just thank you for all of your provisions. I thank you for your great love. I thank you for your faithfulness. You've always, always provided. Thank you, mighty God, and thank you that uh, I can be as generous as I can be. Thank you for the blessing. Who am I that you're just going to bless like this, that I can give like this? That's my time of, uh, of doing that. Now, keep on texting. If that's the easiest way to do it. But pray over it. Bless it. Bless before you text. Think about it before you text. Talk to the Lord about it before you text. Tell him how happy you are that you're able to do it. So you have to say, I'm going to do this. Don't wait on it. There's never going to be a better time. The time is now. When does it get better to obey God than right now? Thirdly, expect God to respond. I've never done this, but I need to do a sermon on receiving. I've done them on giving, but I haven't done anything on receiving. So you got to have the faith to receive. And you have to have the mindset to receive. Sometimes people try to give you something. That's all right. Uh, Try to give me something. (laughs) I have the gift of giving, and I have the gift of receiving. (laughs) Not the gift of begging, but the gift of receiving. And sometimes I ask. When I go to the hotel to check in, I say, uh, how do I get to the concierge level? You have not because you ask not. When I go to Whataburger, can I get a few more fries in there? <laughs> ask. Be blessed. And I call it the light of the world anointing. And sometimes uh, my, my kids are calling me, Dad, we got the light of the world anointing today. They gave us this. They gave us that. But people always do that. We were in a hotel for years. When we left the hotel, the hotel would call us and give us chairs. Say, we're going to give you all these chairs. We're going to give you 500 chairs. Uh, I didn't need 500. So we blessed somebody with them. We just need 200. The other 300, we sold. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we did bless them. (laughs) 
I call a couple of pastors. Pastors, we have these chairs. They're probably $15 a piece. We'll let you have them for $5 if you come get them. Uh, we didn't even move them. I stood at the back dock and just sold chairs. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you. They were happy, and so were we. But we expect the blessings of God. Somebody's always giving us some. Come get this and just bringing it to us with a truckload over here all the time, all the time. And we, I got to where I just, just started laughing. Say, Lord, we don't have room enough to receive it. So experience the blessing. Expect God to respond. He will respond as he has promised. And he's going to do it in ways you don't even imagine. And all of your blessings are not just financial. He will rebuke the devourer for your sake. The thief and the burglar will be coming down the street, look at your house and say, nah. So not only expect, but experience the blessing. This is when you experience the joy of your obedience and the joy of his blessing. It's a joy. Live by faith and trust his promises. There's a song I used to sing about God that said he has already provided every promise you can claim. Just ask it in his name. Everything you need, he has already provided. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us for this series where we are talking about God's grace to provide for his people in tough times. I don't have to remind you about the prices of food and gas and rent and all of the things that we need. But I want you to know that God has already made a way you to have everything you need. There are some biblical principles that if we would follow them, God is sure to meet our need. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Then I invite you to come and join us in person for the rest of this series. It's going to go through the month of July, and we will be speaking to you about some principles of God. We are told in the scripture, whoever sows generously will reap generously. We are told that God has a window that he can open up and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. We are told that God is able, and all we need to do is believe God's promises and commit to obey his word. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Don't forget about the Bible bookstore on our campus, The Beacon. You can get Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, books and Bibles, or whatever you need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.